This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. With the More Rewards credit card from Navy Federal Credit Union, you can earn three times the points at supermarkets food delivery, and gas, plus one point on everything else. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. Name's Andrew, here with Morgan and Marcus, doing this thing like we always do every single week. What's up, guys? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Morgan, you got some big news. You want to share? We'll let you share. Want to share on our yeah, podcast? Yeah, you, you can share that, the you news. Sure? Yeah. I have officially announced for the 8th District of Texas congressional seat. So I am... Wanting to become Woo! our United States Congressman. Thank you. Man, that's exciting. You are going to be. Yes, the next. The 8th District. Now I was a SEAL teammate, too. So I got See? A, oh, that's I got, cool. It I was meant to hat. be. I got a hat with an 8 on it. Meant to be. Well, dudes, we got a great podcast guest in store, but before we get that, we got a Patreon question of the day. What is your proudest parent moment? Mm-hmm. Matt, you go, go first. Go ahead. I don't think I've had one yet. Um, honestly, what a great I, answer. I got an 18 year old. go with that, too. I got an 18 year old, 16 year old, and a nine year old girl, soon to be nine year old girl. And, uh, you know, I guess as, as becoming a parent was a proud moment, but I'm still waiting for that, uh, that mic drop of uh, inspiration or education to put into these girls that will. I guess they'll tell when I die that this is what my dad did for me. I haven't had one yet. All right. So the other day, we had one of the cousins got married at the ranch. All the family was out there, and it, the, the whole day was over. And we were packing up one of the cars for, for the aunts and uncles to leave. And one of the uncles leaned down, Axe was standing there. We were all kind of standing there. And I had turned around and was lifting up some other stuff to put in the car. And the uncle goes, Axe, he's like, you shop is attacked. And he turns around under his breath. He goes, no, nah, I'm sharp as an axe. And I turned around. I was like, what? my son's name is Axe. And I was like, uh, what'd you say, boy? He was like, I'm sharp as an axe, dad. And I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> and then, then, and, and then yes, the other day we were going, coming from basketball camp. And I was, I, we were going to camp. I was like, son, hey, you want me to sit there and, and hang out and watch? Because our father would sit and watch us. It, I don't know. I guess it kind of stirred us up. So he, he never came back much. He thought it, it made us nervous and, and whatnot. I was like, do you want me to sit there? And he's like, I, I don't want you to get nervous. He's like, I'd like to have you there, Dad, because I'd like to do my best in front of you at all times. And I was like. I'm <laughs> 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 like a baby. <laughs> I turned around, walked off. I turned back around, yelled at him for something he didn't even do. Just to, yeah, you just know. <laughs> No, oh, man. I think uh, for me, for me, it was something simple the other day. My my baby boy Lincoln, he's a little bitty guy. Then we were me, Gunner, and my oldest was in there, and the three of us were, were brushing our teeth. And Lincoln comes walking and grabs a toothbrush, and I was like, "Buddy, you need to go get your stool so he could reach to the, the faucet to turn the water on." He's like, "No, Daddy." Takes his toothbrush, reaches up as high as he can with a toothbrush, turns the water on with his toothbrush. Oh, nice. Puts the toothpaste on it, wets it down, and then turns it off. How you like me now? Yeah, I got this. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> but 
We got a thinker. Oh, man. Hey, what a little guy. Somebody call Elon up. <laughs> He's ready. Yeah. That's a good question. Thank you guys so much for asking your Patreon question. If you want to ask Patreon questions to the guests, to the host, you can join us at patreon.com slash teamneverquit. We got exclusive access to the show, some awesome swag, and all kinds of other cool stuff. We got a cool guest in store. Morgan, you actually brought this one to my attention. Matthew Long, 17-year veteran of the fire department, New York Fire Department, 9-11 survivor and author of The Long Run. But after a life-changing accident in 2005, Matthew has pushed his limits to achieve things that far surpass what any doctor said he would ever be able to do again. Matthew, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. We got on here, man versus bus winner. Yeah, man versus bus winner. If you, we'll get into this in a little bit, man, but if anybody, if you're going to go at it anyway, that's the way to do it, brother. When I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, we need to meet this guy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm talking, so we're doing that. Mike Ross is doing Pops, a.k.a. Pops, is doing that 31 miles a day for 31 days. Amazing. For 31 heroes in May to, for the extortion guys. And I, we, myself and Andy and, um, Andy and Kendall and, Thornberry and Tide and everybody, we, boy, all my all our brothers went out there and we were doing it at the ranch, just doing ten mile loops over and over and over again. We got done. We're sitting by the pool, which I'm pretty much dog shit at this time. And <laughs> pops has got to get up and run again in the morning. We were talking about how how the hell are you so tough? And he's like, somehow he's like, hey, your name came up. I don't remember exactly what the spark was that brought Matt's name up. And he's like, you think <laughs> you guys you guys you got to hear this story? And he starts going on on about Matt background the accident and then the the next phase post incident and it was like bullshit <laughs> and we called him up right there at the table got on the phone with him and now here we are like, but we have to have yeah. you they told me about it. i was like oh yeah i got to hear this from 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 him so let's let's do this yeah take us back take us back uh let's let's start a little before the the bus you know so about a about a year and a half before, uh, I'm, in, I'm in my mid 30s, late late to mid 30s, and um, I've always proud myself of being being active and being engaged and stuff. And I, um, I was I was a little overweight, out of shape, complaining about the bad back kind of thing. And the crew that I was running with, one of my friends, we had this little trigger. My friend Noel, uh, if we wanted to do something, it, it could be anything, but he 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 would he or I would start with, "Are you scared?" And that, well, it, you know, it's on. So as soon as that comes out, as soon as that comes out, <laughs> you don't know what he's going to ask you next. I'm not scared. I'm you doing. just have to say yes. So, yeah. So about he, he's like, hey, let's let's do a let's do a triathlon and uh, raise some money at the, at the time. You know, get involved. I'm like, all right, we're both single, living in the city. I'm like, I'm in. I got to get a bike. I got to learn how to swim. I mean, I grew up on the ocean in Rockaway Beach. I can swim in the ocean, but I have to learn how to swim. I have to learn how to go for a mile straight or right. Because there's straight. a difference between what people say, "Oh, I know how to swim," and then swimming. Yep, one hundred percent. And I learned quickly. And, and uh, uh, I remember the first swim practice we were doing with this group to get involved. And because we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. So we got involved with this big group, and we're, we're raising money for cancer. And I, I remember the first night at the pool. It had to be eight lanes, 50-meter pool. Had to be about 150 of us on the deck. And the, the coaches are trying to gauge your experience. So they had the first lane fast. Then it was medium. Then it was another medium. Then it was slow. Then it was like, you need fucking help. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. Remedial and, lane. Then there's the pool deck group, right? <laughs> and they'll back over in the kiddie pool. I like, oh, start right here with the water wings. I've been in there. So, so I did the – I did the I said, all right. So I I'm, I'm, I got like 12 years in the fire department right now, and I'm like, I played basketball in college. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sizing people up on the deck like, oh, I'm, I'll, tell you, I'll take that guy. <laughs> I'm going to be faster than that girl. So I went into the first medium lane. Thought that was like center pool. I was good shape. 50 meters down, the coach was at the other end hitting me with a stick when I got to the wall. He goes, you – you're in the way. <laughs> I was doing too good. Yeah. I'm doing too good. You're moving, moving me up. up. You're moving me up. All right, cool. I was being I was being modest. He goes, We're not here to fight the water. Move to the first lane. You need some help. I'm like, oh Jesus. At least I didn't but quit. Got it done. We so I did my first triathlon with this guy. I lost I lost a little bit of weight, got back in, in good shape, and I got bit by the endurance bug. And that that brings me to 
uh, I, April of 2004, I did my first triathlon and then I signed up for an IMN the next year. So it's a year in between from when you first jumped in the pool till when you were doing it? To an Ironman. Yeah. Wow. I did 15 in between my the the Ironman, but they're like, no, 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 you should wait. Don't jump. Don't jump. I go, I'm, I'm 37 years old. I don't have time to wait. We're going. <laughs> and um, so I signed up for the Ironman. I got into phenomenal shape. I was probably back in college shape. Um, and I was running fast. Uh, I qualified for the Boston Marathon. Everything was going right. So people don't understand that when you qualify the Boston, you're running sub 330s. Especially three fifteen for, sub, yeah, I had him sub three fifteen. Yes, were you a runner before that? Just to stay in shape, if ever, you yeah, know, like the rest of us, right? Like the jogging after workout. Yeah, 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 nothing, nothing serious. I remember asking one of the guys in the fire department, a lieutenant who was really good runner, you know, three hour marathon guy, and you know, a little guy, you know, he just run rabbit off. I said, hey, how do I get faster? He goes, run faster, and he walked away from me. <laughs> Well, so that's the same piece of advice like, I got from one of my instructors. Man, how do you run like that? He goes, I don't know, man. I can just run. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't help me. <laughs> it doesn't help me, Because <laughs> some people don't. They just can't get. I, my brother, and he runs with you know, Goggins and all of them and, just, and with Pops the other day. I was like, hey, man, is there a time when you're running that you, you kind of break through a threshold? Like they call, talk about that runner's high to where you want to keep doing it. Because before that, it's just like, ah, oh, you know, I got to run. Just do your deal. Just get in shape. I'm going to do my miles so I can make sure I can run this distance. And then there's the guys who do this. And there is a transition, right? There is something that hits you that's like, I got to. Yeah, most certainly. All right. Yeah. 100% that happens. And, and that happened to me because I was not that guy. And then I quickly became the guy. Not only was I going to 5Ks and 10Ks, but I was running to them. Yeah. Like Pops would go to the Boston Marathon and he'd run reverse. Yeah. In the morning and then run the race. All right. Yeah, what an idiot. I mean, that's a good tip. I know, right? What a waste of time, huh? <laughs> that, that, that that happens. There's a there's a, a switch. It's like you're running, and all of a sudden it just comes in. You're like, oh, I got it. Yeah, 100%. It it, that's what I tell, and, pe- and tell people on anything like that. Just keep running. It will happen. And when it does, you'll never look back. Yeah. And I got bit by the bug. So I did my first Ironman in 2005, qualified for the Boston Marathon. I, like I was saying, I'm – what could go wrong? Everything was just set up. I was feeling great. Um, I, I was single living in Manhattan. I owned two or three different bars or had percentage points in different bars and restaurants. And I was a firefighter. That sounds like a lot of fun. And then um, <laughs> freaking transit authority went on strike. I was forced to ride my bike to, and I was, I was uh, not like hardcore, like Goggins where he goes out no matter what, if it was cold and, and rainy, I, my bike, my bike had no rust on it. <laughs> I put it on the trainer and stay inside. So it was freezing out December 22nd, 2005. The city was shut down. So I was like, I I got one day to work before Christmas vacation. I'll take my bike. I got two blocks. Boom. A bus made a private bus made a turn off third Avenue that normally wouldn't have made and took me underneath. All right. Share a little. I just got one question before we get into this whole it, now that now that I'm older, I always look back on the moments where I, something when everything was going good, then I went out and I got into something and it happened like that. Were there any signs, telltale signs before you got on the bike? Like I had a flat tire, something to prevent you from getting on the bike or everything just went perfect. Like get your ass on the bike and go. Cause that's a sign, right? I was like, it was supposed to happen to you. So you could become this. Nothing, nothing stopped me. Yeah. Okay. It, there was no obstacle, but yeah, you're, you're right. I, I, this was supposed to happen to me. Yeah. God's plan. So you're, so you're cruising into work. The bus makes an illegal left turn. Right-hand turn. Uh, illegal right-hand turn. Sucks you right up underneath the front of the bus, or did it catch you like underneath the backside? In between the wheels. The wheel didn't run over me. I was c- pulled under the chassis. Okay. And it it drug you for blocks. No, 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 no. That never happened. Okay. Yeah, what? How, give me Maybe in the movie. Maybe in the movie that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the bus bar and it parked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like knocking on the door. Hey, I'm under here. <laughs> Down here. So, I mean, it hit you, drug you under. It, yeah, so he, he may have moved a little bit because he, he was making a slow turn. But uh, I would assume the bus driver thought he clipped the car or clipped the garbage pail from the corner. Uh, the bike, bike and me became one. The bike cut me right in half. Stemless. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, that wrapped you up, right? You're right. Yeah. You were riding when you got hit. Yep. And uh, so the bike frame cracked in half and the seat post ripped me apart. 
uh, took it up up to my sternum. My abdominal wall was out. Uh, femoral artery severed. Ah. My my right leg. My doctor, who who did a lot of military stuff, got from guys coming home. He said he's never seen anything like it. And he said your right leg was no longer functionally attached to your body. And you have- you said you were eviscerated. I completely bowels out. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got hooked up. Keep, all right. keep going. Keep going. Um, so, you know, the, what the biggest obstacle was. How'd they get me you? Out how'd of the they, bus. Yeah, I was going to say, how'd they get you off underneath the bus? But the, the, the police, uh, ESU workers were one of the first emergencies. Like the fireman, firehouse was right around the corner. Thank right? God. Thank God. And I was in and out of consciousness. And the, the honestly, honestly, the last thing I remember is, is this uh, firefighter Buckley. Uh, see, I, I, where I lived in Midtown, I owned a couple bars. So I knew all the firemen and the firemen knew me. It wasn't because I was some hero firefighter. They all knew me. They knew me because they knew where to get a beer and on a discount on Patty's day. Equal respect. That's <laughs> equal respect, brother. Um, so I remember specifically him taking my hood off because it was below 15 degrees. So my helmet came off then they took my the hat on uh and he said holy shit it's maddie long from 43 truck and that's when i went to sleep and and i say i say to people now i said that's when i knew i was in good hands you know they knew who i was they weren't gonna let a brother go down right and uh so what i was told from there is now a, a sergeant kelly from rescue one of uh esu one not rescue one esu one he looked at him and said, you know him? He's a fireman? I said, yes. And he, instead of putting on the blue surgical glove and doing all the things to protect yourself, he just reached into my femoral artery and held it shut. Shut the artery down? Yeah. While they hijacked the, the bus and pulled me out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, got to go. <laughs> Mike drop. drop. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that because it's not only you, you, okay. So you're you're cut from t- uh, tip to tail, femoral bleed, which most people need to know. You're, if you're if you slice that femoral artery, it's a matter of less than a minute that you'll bleed oh, out. Oh man! And those things, it's like a Berber band. It's like a retract. I mean, it, the fact that he got to that's amazing. On on top of everything, and because once he grabbed a hold of it, there's no letty go. You uh, you got to right, hang yeah, on. Yeah. Until the, you get to the dogs. And most people, when they grow up on an accident, they'll look at the, the your guts hanging out and all the blood and everything, bones broken. That doesn't mean anything. That stuff will keep going. It's pretty amazing. But those arteries are completely different. Once you tack one of them out, the 200 and... I always mess this number up. Let's see if brother knows it because he's a medic. There's 211 bones in the body? You got 200 and around 70-something when you're born. As you grow older it, it, and the bones fuse together, it can go anywhere from 206 to 212, and then everyone's different. And you broke so 200, 200, right? 203, 200, almost all of them? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It never gave me a bone count, but uh, yeah, I broke some bones. Yeah, uh, I mean, I had forty-three surgeries in five-month period. Oh, the, that's the biggest, awesome. <laughs> you were talking about the blood loss, right? So, in the first ten or eleven hours, they gave me sixty-eight units of blood. And he's like, my doctor's like, you you bled out ten or eleven times. We just kept giving it to you because every time we looked up at the monitor, your you were your heartbeat was still going. 30, 28, 30, 28. He's like, this guy's not going to die. <laughs> we can't kill you this did, dude. You did not have a head injury, correct? No. Because you had a helmet no. on, right? Had a helmet on. I did. See, I had thank a you. I'm driving yep. my point home as a <laughs> brain scientist. Wear a helmet. Yep. Uh, I had a you know open head cut, but you, no no trauma, no brain trauma. Thank God. Um, just everything else from here down. Neck down. Yeah, we got that. Put that back to you. All right. So after they got to the hospital. How long was that? That golden hour? They get you in and under? Oh yeah, yeah. I was in. Uh, I was. I was probably in the hospital uh, within 
40 minutes. That's amazing. And so I got really lucky. Like my doctor, my, my one doctor who's no longer with us, but I, I was really tight with him. We would go out afterwards. And I'm like, you know, how, how do you do it? You know? He's like, listen, he goes, you were the perfect, perfect situation. He goes, I hate to say it, but if you would have got hit by that bus 40 minutes later with rush hour kicking in, you're dead. <laughs> he goes, well, you got hit at 530 in the morning. You got to the hospital by 610. Every surgical room that you were in and you were in them all was prepped for today's surgery. So the guy coming in for the colonoscopy, the woman coming in for something else, they all got pushed back and you went boom, 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 boom. And every doctor took care of what they had to take care of. And then we just prayed. Yeah, and the fact that it was so cold, that had to have helped a little bit, right? I, I Yeah, I, I would imagine. I always thought, because I was wrapped up in spandex and all sorts of cycling apparel, I was like, hey, maybe this helped. And he was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not that, yeah, yeah but the cold the, air must, yeah, yeah I mean, the way kind of vaso-restrictive. I wonder if that. Yeah, never asked that. that. I don't have to ask my trauma surgeon. It's like when Slows you, everything if, down. If you drown in salt water or, yeah, fresh cl- water. or chlorine water, it's better to draw, draw, drown in, not that you want to do this, Cold salt water. Don't do it, but that's that's the thing. It's a thing. I've done it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's terrible. It. <laughs> but you can make it. All right, go ahead. So, 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 how, the, so the long road to hoe, you kind of, how long were you in the hospital? I, I was in the hospital a total of five months. Coma or no? About uh, four to five weeks in a, in a medical induced. Medical induced, right? Okay. And uh, I was intubated. You could see the, the uh, trach. Oh, they trached you. Yeah, I was trached. I had a feeding tube for a while. Yes. Um, yeah, it was. We got full bennies. I had it all. I, had, I for a long time I had a, a external fixator coming out my abdomen that was holding my pelvis. And I was just that's how I like, laid in bed. It was yeah, a little shelfier. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, external fixator on the chest, dude. That's a yeah, dude. Yeah, my leg. I uh, had one on my leg, and my abdomen it went into my abdomen and held my pelvis together. So what, it, what, what was the final, okay, this is what happened, diagnoses. Broke. Uh, they, but you, they saved your leg, right? Yeah, I, I didn't lose anything, thank God. Uh, my right leg has uh, partial paralyzations uh, up in the stabilizer muscles, the abductors, adductors, they're gone. I, I, don't, I joke with everybody that I got, I got one ass because my right glute is, is basically paralyzed, so it just – Basically sagging down the back of my kneecap now. <laughs> uh, is that true? That's not that, sagging that, my kneecap. Oh, <laughs> but it's like, I don't. I don't have it. Like, yeah, I don't have. I remember when I met my wife and we went somewhere and she put a hand on my back and said, hey, "Do me a favor, touch the other side." Use that other pocket. Feel better. All right. <laughs> so uh, you have mobility, but just not feeling in it. Like no right? feeling right. and no. Like, I can't stand on my right leg alone. Okay, I can stand all day on my left, but if I go to stand on my right, I, I would just fold it to hit. Because we had a young lady on here, and she can't feel any of her lower body, and she won dancing with. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She was on, yeah, good. but she ran the Boston too. Yeah, yeah. She she lost all feeling from the waist down. You just like no, no sensation at no all. Sensation. No sensation. She has functionality. She just, it's like no it was like her mind. She taught it to jump over. Normally, you feel all that, but it can yep. work without it. Yeah, so I was like, oh, you picked up the perfect sport running. Victoria Arlen's her name. She's good. Look, oh, look her up. Y'all, good. Gracious. Okay, so you they pulled you out of the, the I, for the first four months, you just, or four, four weeks, you just had to lay there. I mean, you just healing. That's that healing factor. And then everyone was coming in, and in your mind was like, hey, because I'm sure they were saying, you're not going to be able to walk again, do all this again. So that's a, you're in coma for, we said, for what? A month and Four to five weeks in the coma. So they were telling my family this, you know, getting my family prepared. Uh, and then when I woke up um, and I remember my, I remember my trauma surgeon coming in and I'm like, all right. And I got hands on that fixator and, and I'm like, when, when am I getting out of here? And the doctor's like, uh, you got, you got to slow down. I said, what do you mean you got to slow down? I said, I, I got to go home. I got things to do. And I didn't really realize how much was it connected to me. Um, and he says, listen, you were run over by a bus. And was it a big <laughs> Guys like you, the first question, like, was it a big bus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be here quite a while. 
you know, we joke in the fire department, you know, truck and engine, you know, there's always little internal rivalries, you know? Yeah. And uh, so all the guys in the truck are like, ah, oh, at least you got hit by a big bus. Come on. Bro. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never let you hear the end of it. At least it wasn't a Prius. <laughs> yeah. And I, it didn't hit me. I hit it. Yeah. I ran over that damn thing. <laughs> Start taking it out from underneath. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah. So he, he gave me that bad news and, you know, that might have been the beginning of the mental struggles uh, of, of what was really happening. And then I was starting to realize, like, wait a minute, I can't. What's that around my leg? Why can't I move my leg? And and my uh, my right shoulder was shattered. And that was like in a machine that would help me go up and down because they basically said, if you don't move it, you're going to lose it. And um, I still don't have full range. That's as high as I can put it. I could throw it up there. But, you know, so I, I still got some issues with my shoulder and my right side that's because that well yeah because you got, it came around on you on that side right so he came i was on the right he, boom and i went down so what i i know exactly so because so, i saw a video of it there was a surveillance video caught and when the bus was coming to me and i realized that finally i just put my hand up and saw it like i banged the window like Wah! boom and then i was gone so this old this shoulder took the took the ground. Did that make the this, that video make the news? No, nah, the video never was released. It was from a surveillance camera, so we kind of buried it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So explain. Talk about when you when they're you know you kind of come into and the realization of what happened. They said that mental fight came on. I mean, is it just like despair, or was it always? I mean, you're a firefighter through nine eleven. Every athlete with us, we kind of get hurt a lot. It's like, oh, you know, I'll heal up after this and just Charlie Mike. No, it wasn't. It was uh, It was about a year and a half of, of some, you know, dark thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, I lost my job, lost my career, something I really love to do. Um, I, I, I lost more than that, too, because I was single. Um, you know, I went home for two years with a colostomy bag. I went home in a wheelchair. Uh, I was 122 pounds when I left the hospital. Um, you know, I, I remember when my therapist was like, all right, we're getting, you're getting ready to, to exit. And therapy became like, he was like, okay, let's, let's, let's get you propped up with the walker in front of the mirror and, and you could shave. And this is the first time, this is about four and a half months in. It's the first time I saw my face. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy shit. And I was just, you know, oh, gone. Emaciated. And, and she's trying to teach me to show me if I, whether I can shave or not, you know, with what I had. And, and I'm looking at me, she said, what's the matter? I said, oh, my, my grandfather's 90. I, I look older than him. And you know, he was a good looking 90 year old. Yeah, what's up? Of course. <laughs> but I didn't want to look 90. Always positive. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember that when I first saw myself in the mirror, I was like, holy shit. And I, that's when everything started going like, what, what is, what is my life going to be like? You know, what, it, forget about what happened to me. What, what's, what's going to happen? What, what am I, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. And that, that was tough. That was a really tough challenge. I always ask, a lot, ask people this, where, just so I know people that in your extraordinary situations, where did you go to rehab? Who did you, who brought you out of the hole? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know that too. There had to be that kick. Like, a lot know, of people are lost through this, man. I ain't sitting back. You, you, you rallied, rallied back to the light. It's like your teammates, the Lord, I oh, mean, all that. You know, you, listen, I have no military background. My dad was a Marine, um, but you guys know what it's like. And I know what it's like now because I was a firefighter, you know, quasi-military, but, but the brotherhood, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't think you could argue that the brotherhood bond is any. Just different. our fights different. Who, what, who, who, and what we fight is different. Other than that, that's the same lineup. Uniforms yep, different. Yep. That's it. That's how it works. So, so from the beginning, and I'm the first firefighter in my family. I have a couple guys on Wall Street, a couple guys here, two teachers. You know, um, from the beginning, that side of my life brought them to another level. Like, like my parents, I five months in the hospital, every night dinner was served from a different firehouse in the city. Oh, every man, night. that's so awesome. Thank you for saying that. I, I, I was wondering, but that is, that is something that y'all do take care of each other like that. A every night, 
And they were driving my mom and dad on their own time to and from the hospital. There was no stress. I mean, I was at Christmas. I was at New Year's Eve. You know, like, oh, my God, we usually have a nice spread on Christmas, family together. Oh, guess what? There was filet mignon, shrimp cocktail. It was going down. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was being cleaned in the hospital sink. Um, so, so, so that side of me up here was like, okay, like, if I quit, He'll or quit. I don't pull through. <laughs> I let that team down. Right? That's my external that's, pressure. That's, Boom. Just, that's like one part of it. You know, I also have eight brothers and sisters. And their lives went on hold for five months. Every night, I th- there was a family member next to my bed, if not all of them. And sometimes I, I was a little bit of a, a jerk to them. And I was like, you know, like I was kind of stuck and I didn't like someone behind me. And my older brother was always somehow winding that chair behind me. I'm going, what are you doing? What, what, are, you, what are you doing back there? <laughs> I need everybody in front of me. <laughs> I need to see everyone. <laughs> so, but that's team number two that I couldn't let down. You know, and then there's, there's your mom and dad. Uh, my mom was the one who, who, who was really the pillar of strength. I, I always tell the story of that. But, um, but so back into the rehab itself, that was the mental side of, okay, why, who am I fighting for besides myself? I'm fighting for those who, who did, who said Matt's not going to give up, who said Matt's going to make this. Um, but then, so I, I did my rehab originally in the hospital that saved my life. I stayed there because I was comfortable. I knew I had more surgeries to come. So I was taken in and out of rehab a few times to go for more surgery. I had so much scar tissue. In fact, I just had a surgery uh, a year and a half ago. I have so much scar tissue in my intestines that they just get tied up. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm almost 15 years out. My doctor was like, I was in and out of the hospital uh, for for 2018, seven times with intestinal blockages. Mm. And he goes, enough's enough. I got to go back in. Yep. So, you know, took two months off. I just laid in bed. That's what he told me how to do. You know, don't risk any hernias and stuff like that. And that's, that's one of the guys like us. And I, I hate to make that comparison um, to, to you guys, but uh, the hardest thing is to do nothing. Right. Just lay. Yeah. yeah. It's almost impossible. Almost like, give me something. Give me that five pound purple weight and let me just do some risk. I got to do something. So, so yeah, so I, so I did that. And then once, once I started to, once I started to put my mind into what I was actually doing and not go through the motion, I I needed the next step. So I I needed to get out of New York city. uh, And I, I did, but the trigger for that, there was this homeless guy who, who, was always around the corner from my house and he was always outside the Starbucks. And I, I was going in with my two crutches to get my coffee. And I, I, I go, Hey, big man. He goes, Hey, Hey man, you that fireman that got hit by the bus. And I was, and this is you know, over a year later, I'm going, even the homeless guy knows who I am. <laughs> right. I'm like, I said, I am. He goes, Oh man, I prayed for you. I said, I said, thank you very much, man. And I pray for you every day. And, uh, I, I just said, I got to get out of the city. And I found a place in Phoenix, Arizona, in Tempe, that um, I sent them all my information. I sent a couple of people uh, in California and, and Arizona, warm weather states. I wanted to get out of the city during the winter. And I, I sent them all my injuries. I sent them all newspaper articles. And I said, I want to run again. And one team, the young two young guys, Mark and Kyle, and they wrote me back saying we would never tell anyone they couldn't run again. What I moved out there in a week? What was the name of the, their spot? Um, well, oof, I wish I could remember. Jesus. But uh, Kyle, Mark has, has since moved on from the rehab place. Derek, who owned the place, is going to be mad at me. But Kyle owns a place in still in Chandler, Arizona called Triplex Training. So he was my, my personal trainer, and Mark was my therapist. And I, I moved out there, side unseen. Uh, captain in the fire department. I was nervous about getting on the plane because uh, I still was kind of, I, I had to drive a handicapped vehicle. I still really, my legs were not really with me. And uh, uh, he came, flew out with me, Frank Carino. We went out and uh, I got an apartment, went to work five days a week. I would work out with them twice a day. I would swim at the pool, the apartment I had, get back into swimming. And uh, I ran my first mile after living in Phoenix for three, three months. I'm sure that everything they brought to bear, nutrition, exercise, physiology, and massage therapy. All you got to do is show up. 
Yep, I had a massage therapist there in the, in the place, Jenna. Uh, she, so I, I signed her up. I, look, I was very fortunate to have insurance. I was very fortunate to, I, I guess, I, you know, I, I was a successful business owner, so I had some money where I could do this. This is not something that everyone could do. And I was single. So, you know, when, when, when you're married and kids, you're like, okay, do, maybe I'm not going to spend this on me because I got to save it for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I was single. So I was like, all right, every dime in my bank went to get the apartment, to rent a car, to pay insurance, to pay for these guys. It's almost like you, you throw yourself into, the, uh, into that, that spot where you, you don't have time to think about it because you got to go do it. And when you're, when you're in there doing it, you're not thinking about it. You're, you're kind of getting that, doing it and that, that healing time doubles because you're not worried about what could go wrong or second guessing yourself. And when you have a, a, an amazing team, I have to go through the same thing still to this day. Every year I have to go down and do my physical therapy. And the team that puts me back together, it's like once I get in there, I just give everything to them. All you have to do is just show up. Our, our people are amazing. And there are people out there that no matter what you think's wrong with you or what you can't get done, there's somebody that's designed to help you get it done. Yep. And, and yeah, and, and on that side, it's the body. What I, I the body is amazing of oh. what it can do. It, like I don't have that that glute muscle or my hamstrings that but my right hamstring probably operates at like 30%. If I lay on my back, I can't do a hamstring curl with any weight, let alone my foot. And the body figures out a way to get it done. Oh yeah. It wants to stay. Okay. Relax, relax. We're going to help out here. We're going to pitch in. (laughs) And that's, that's one thing I learned about, about the body, about being healthy. I'm like, you know what? You might not have a bad back. It's your body telling you to get the fuck up off the couch and, and lose the 20 pounds that's sitting in your belly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You ain't got a bad back. You got a big belly. Yeah. Being lazy. Being lazy. It just, that your story lends itself to that, that, that cohesive, combining of modalities focused efforts on getting someone better it's such a short period he and i both again broken backs but a focused effort months later not years or decades months later back up on step but the mental game is paramount period period and and it's 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 uh i and i had my pity parties you know, I, I had them and it was never, it was never why me. All right. This is what I, 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 I it was never why me. Like, why did this happen to me? It was, why did I live? I, that, that was my pity party. Why did I survive? You know, and I'm sure you have these thoughts too. <laughs> yeah. You know, why am I the one who went home? Why did I survive? Why, why, why did I have to win over a 40,000 pound bus? you're looking at it right now (laughs) we're talking about it those answers are all still coming to me yeah the longer i live my life and 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 i you know i i got my i got my i got my bub sticker right here on my thing says i'm gonna die young as late as possible (laughs) remember we always heard man you don't want to show you don't want to show back up with what you got issued you want to slide into the gates and being like man i lived everything i got i only got one life but if you live it right once is enough and when we get hurt, there's a reason why they say mind, body, and spirit. Right? So if you bust up your body, people are like, oh, my mind's broken down. Well, it automatically shuts down so your body can heal. Because if you still had that go, go, go mentality in your mind, you're trying to push your body. That's why kind of when you drug up and they dose us up, man, they, and they pull that, our minds down, we'll, we'll go. And you keep breaking your body. And same thing, if you have a, if you have a mental beat down, your body will feel depressed because it wants to stop so your mind can catch up. But then when you get those mind and body, your spirit comes back in. It's like the fuel. It's like, all right, man, I got something. I got dropped back in my race car. Let's do this. All right, my right blinker ain't working. That's okay. I got the left one. I got this thing over here. They'll know I'm, tur- you know, and it's kind of, it, it wants to fix itself to operate. You're a, a prime living example of that, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a very lucky man. I, the teams all fell. The, my therapist, uh, I'm still really tight with them. The three girls that helped me. Uh, Julie, Lorraine, and um, and Ina. Uh, yeah, I, and I remember when they, when I would do something small, but in their eyes and their profession, it was big. Like I would get pissed. They're like, "Why aren't you happy? You just you just six, took six steps." I'm like, I, "I'm I, I just I just did an Ironman in 11 hours. I qualified for Boston. Six steps isn't doing it for me." Yeah, so talk about that. That the the you have to 
you have to throttle back. That's kind of one of the hardest parts with, with guys like us, especially as we, we get, I was watching this movie the other day called Paper Tigers. I don't know if anybody's seen it, man, but it's martial artists when they were young, they were good, badass, virile, and then they get older and they get kids and they kind of slow down, but they get in a situation where they need to apply their skill sets. And if you hadn't practiced it, your mind's ready to go, but your body can't keep up with it. And that's the hardest thing for us is shutting that down. It truly is, especially when you get hurt. Now, retiring is what, kind of easing out of it's one thing, but man, as soon as you get snapped off the line, it's tough, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, and just, just in the work aspect of it, when I, I didn't go back to my – I wanted to go back all the time to thank those guys, and, and I didn't like going back because I, I wanted to get on the truck. I wanted to drive the truck. I wanted to go back to my profession, do what I loved. And uh, I, I don't really remember the moment in time that it clicked, but the truth of the matter is I, I'm, I'm 55 in two months. I, I, I get after it every day and I could probably still do the job, but there's going to be an instance where there's an emergency where someone's at, at in harm's way and I'm going to be slow because of my leg or because of my arm. And, and I, I don't want to live with that. So that, that, that for somehow, somehow that triggered, that thought triggered it and said, I'm okay with not being a fireman. Anymore. Yeah. You have to come to that realization that it's not about you anymore. It's about the, the betterment of the, not only the fire department, but who you're going after. Cause you're in the, you're in a business saving lives and your ego has to step away or step to the side in order to say, look, I can't get that done. And they're counting on me. Or, or you pass that. I mean, we don't like, no one likes graduating school and having to get a, a, a job, right? I mean, but you always want to go back and hang out. And he's like, hey, not only can you do the job, you can probably do it better than them because you've been doing it. But I, I remember when we got hurt, the, the boss is like, hey, you guys are doing more now for the teams than you ever did when you were on the line. And you're like, wait, what does that what mean? What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I mean, what, I need to work out more? Did I, suck? I, I don't even understand that. I don't even, I don't even know what that <laughs> means. Is that bad? Not, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah, you kind of. You my up, email says I was doing great. Yeah, yeah, you upgrade. You kind of graduate, so the the younger guys coming in look to you. I mean, we look to you. What mm -hmm. you're doing, it's uh, a motivation. I agree with you 100. And, I, and I, you know, I heard you talk about that. And I'm going to drop a little bomb right here for you. So I have to give a shout out to my guys at El Barrio's Bravest Engine 53. Oh uh, man, oh, the boys hey, right there. Hey, hey, we know exactly <laughs> who that is. You didn't know that was my house. <laughs> that was your house. 43 truck. Mike wore my patch. I saw it on your arm, man. I didn't. Dude, I never, really? That didn't get brought to my attention. I know. I didn't want to. Well, that, I, that's definitely a bomb, man. That's my way. My wayward home, man. Every time I before I was married, I'd go there and stay with you all the time. Now I got married, I got to stay in hotels instead of someone talking. Oh, about I've spent some time. <laughs> hey, there's some story. I, we, we, me and a bunch That's of buddies so went up there. And crashed, <laughs> we crashed in that house a few times. All you guys will be like, "Hey, where do we need to go to party?" Well, go down the street. Is that way? Instead, if you take a left out, you go into Spanish Harlem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go, right there. That's if the you go right, you're supposed to go where we're supposed to go. We bebopped the wrong way. Linda, we'll start. I did not know that, man. Yeah, yeah. So if if uh, if I hadn't got hit by the bus, then, and you said, "Where do we go?" You say, "You just go with him." <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, we, crazy oh that's awesome how figures, small, figures, the, how figures, small the world that we're united yeah, yeah, yeah. like that again yeah, yeah. Uh, oh so uh, mike's lieutenant murphy's friend owen callahan was yeah, uh, oh, yeah 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 absolutely he was a probie when i was in the truck he was in the engine he had a twin brother that oh, yeah, 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 they switch. <laughs> <laughs> those guys yeah, we know those guys man so so that's how the relationship with 5340 came with mike murphy and um, and we have a, you know they they put a beautiful wall memorial in there. Oh yeah, that plaque in the stairwell coming yep. come back beautiful. down, man. And uh, so when I when I got out of the hospital and finally started going back, I um, I donated a whole bunch of uh, thank you for them. I bought some fitness equipment, so they named the gym after me. So I go back like every six months to make sure they didn't change the name. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, that's small world. I still have all my. Oh yeah, I got a patch of rock hanging up in the vault. Man, that's man, that's I don't even know where to go with that. I know. As soon as New York squares it away, I get, we need to get back up there and visit, man. There's a hundred and third. Is that where that's at? Did I get that street name right? Is it a hundred third? Hundred second and third. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, we have fun with them guys. I, that is yeah, that's it, awesome. It, it was a great house. Uh, it's still a great house, and uh. I, I get. I could tell you so, so if we go, we're going to go down the firehouse road. I, we, so we. And the funny thing about me going to Phoenix is years before 
um, they were they were trying this little pilot program where they were doing like a swap and they would send a, a New York firefighter to Phoenix and a Phoenix firefighter to New York. So the guy who came over from Phoenix, he was a captain. It was, it, it, they, they're not aligned. Everyone's different. They'll right, do right. a sure. tough job and do the right thing, but everything's different. So the, the guy that came over from Phoenix was a captain, but here he was a firefighter. Right. Anyway, great guy. Um, they're like, he's going to be with us for six months. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, so they're like, you know, he's in tonight from the airport. Let's, let's work it out. Let's show him New York city. No problem. No joke. I, cause I had the bars and, and I was firing. Dave gets a, uh, a taxi from the airport. shows up at 5343, drop his bags, quick. Hello. Boom. Limousine pulls up. <laughs> and so his name within 24 hours went from Dave from Phoenix to super Dave. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> We put him in a limousine, took him to Smith and Walensky Steakhouse, Chowdown Steak, took him to my bars and restaurants. And one of my places was super popular at that time. I mean, lines to get in. And we pull up in the limo. Boom. I said, Dave, take take a walk up and down the line. He goes, yeah, those three girls. I said, okay. Ladies, come on. <laughs> Me, Dave, the girls, and a couple of firemen back right in. They're like, oh, this is awesome. I think Dave got lucky within six hours of being in New York City. So, hence the name. <laughs> well, I... I- most people don't realize there's a difference between, like you said, firefighters in New York and firefighters everywhere else, the way y'all have to fight. It's just like yes. fighting in different war zones and different AOs. If everyone in this country, if you don't have a friend in New York City as a firefighter, you're wrong. I, when we would go up there, man. Or a, co- or a cop. Or, or a cop. To show, do you want to see that city? You just pile around with them. Because y'all know every inch of that place and mm-hmm. all the places to go. Uh, man, I, we don't even have the vocabulary to express how wonderful. Man, that was so much fun. So much fun. That, that Y'all are the greatest experience up there. Truly. Most certainly. Thank you. So, they, 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 they're, they're okay. some good people. So what, so what do we got now? Because you just you really just capitalized yeah, on everything. Yeah, you got us off topic talking about damn fire. Took off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fire, geez, I mean, we did two hours on We're trying to be serious here, Matt. Come on. Because now it's like, I won't say it never <laughs> I can't got, believe I you're at that house, man. That really blows me. I don't mean to interrupt, dude. That just blows me away. Because I've slept slept in the I house. I saw that when you raised your hand. I was like, oh, man, look at that. Not, there it can't is. be the same one, though. Yep, it is. Barrio's bravest, man. Every tattoo should tell a story. It took me a long time to get this because I was plotting out my story. But I have – it's very detailed, right? So there's there's an Iron Man, obviously, before my accident. There's a, a little running guy in there for before my accident, qualifying the Boston Marathon. There's my 9-11 two-star medal which I lost in a fire. So they're telling me I might not be able to get it back. And uh, so I said, screw it. I'll tattoo it to my arm. I don't need it on my uniform. And we'll wash off. Yep. And then the, the, the grid is the bus running me over. <laughs> and of course I got 53, 40, the 43 patch right there. So. Hey man, you weren't talking about running Ironman. You know how you temper steel, you get it really hot, really cold and beat the mess out of it. You're an Ironman now. Thank you. How, yeah, I, hey, that's no joke. A long iron, I, bro. Titanium. <laughs> Got a lot of that in me. Oh, as, as you should. Yeah. Isn't so, that awesome? I tell people they don't have adamantium, man, but we get dosed up with that titanium. I, you know, I feel great with it. Fellow so, brother in the titanium. So after the fact, like it's not even happened, but you you did you never even look back because you're back into it full full steam ahead. Physically? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I never looked back. I definitely looked back and 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 uh but I I I needed to close the chapter on who I was. I I didn't. I didn't want my story to say, "Well, the, the bus after he qualified boss and after he denied him, and the bus changed his direction in life." I wanted to go back and do a marathon. So within three years of the accident, I ran a marathon, but instead of three hours, I ran it in seven and a half. And then a year after that, I went back to Lake. Placid I can't even do that. <laughs> I can't even do that. Lake Placid and, Ironman. Uh, yeah, Lake Placid Ironman in two thousand nine. And, um, and that, that, you know, look, there's, there's only two people they remember at the Ironman, the person who wins and the person who comes in last place. And I, I came in 16 hours, 58 minutes and six seconds, spot on, dead last. <laughs> Anchorman, I've been last place in an ultra marathon before, and they, they knew who I was when I got there. <laughs> they, you know, it's funny. It's like they, they sent Ironman, sent a guy out, and um, 
uh, with, you know, with a little walkie talkie and a GPS to kind of figure out if I was going to make it. Cause I, they were, they, they had labeled me the, uh, everyday hero. Boom. And, uh, he comes out. It's like my Jake. This is funny. It's about, it's about mile 18. It's pitch black in the backwoods of the Adirondacks. I got glow. The one thing you never want when you're an able body athlete is the glow sticks on you. It's like, ah, I'm going to go with the glow sticks. And, um, he goes, Hey Matt, my name's Jake. I'm with Iron Man. I'm like, hey, Jake, if you're asking me to go faster, it ain't happening. <laughs> I don't need you here I, right now. I was in a world of hurt. And uh, and he said, well, you're going to have to pick it up because I'm looking at the, the GPS and, you know, you're not going to make that midnight cutoff. I, so I said, Jake, you ever have a hero, uh, have a guy go from hero to zero in 24 hours? And he said, nope. I said, uh, tonight's not going to happen either. And I, I found another gear. And It's amazing how people like that come up to you. They always hit you right when you're in a low. And the last thing you want to hear is somebody's like, hey, you need to pick it up a little bit. Right. I mean, it is miserable. Yep. They never catch you in a high. They always catch you in the low. But That's when they're supposed to show up. Bullshit. That's when those angels come out. Well, yeah, that's what you, I know. In your mind, you're like, hey, bro, I'm uh, having a hard enough time with this. I mean, they'll know. Just, you, Last you, thing you I need is for you to come up, down here asking me to change my glow stick. <laughs> when, when I was still in the hospital, when I was still in the hospital, they would send firemen in and, and, and people who've been in traumatic injuries, and, and they're like, you can do it. And I'm, I'm sitting there with my tray. I'm like, oh, I, I can do it. Yeah. How do you fucking know? Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, I was hit by a bus. Were you hit by a bus? And they're like, no. I go, then you don't know if I can do it. Like, why you keep telling me I can do it? But they were right, thank God. Sure, that's the best part about having a crew like that, is they see things in us that we never can or anticipate until we get into those moments. And when you when you hear that, you're like, man, you don't know nothing. They're like, yeah, we do. We know exactly what we're talking about. That's why we say it. Otherwise, that wouldn't be able to come out of their mouth. And, mm -hmm. and I, I just have one question. We don't have to put this in there, but have you... Talk to the bus driver yet afterwards going through all this? Tell him, thank, yeah. tell him thanks for, for, thanks for making you a war. I mean, the warrior you are. Thanks for the hookup. I, I've never spoken to him. He, he, did, he did come by when I was in, in you know, really bad shape. My parents said it wasn't the time. And um, I have no grudges with him. And I hope to God he's heard my story. I hope he knows because, listen, I couldn't imagine what he felt like when he thought he hit a garbage can and going to just see some two legs laying out of the bus, uh, you know, on the ground. And so I was like, look, he, this is an accident. He didn't mean to do it. So he needs to know that I'm okay. And I'm, I hope he's heard my story. I know his first name is Patrick. I don't forget his last name. It was written up in a story. Um, but uh, I hope he's, he knows that I'm doing well. Man, you don't think that's a sign from God? Your name is Matthew John Wayne. You're at the same house as Matthew Patrick or Michael Patrick Murphy, right? I mean, put all that together. It tells its own story. I mean, here we are. You're, you're motivating us. And, like, you can't believe, man. I, I just, I'm sorry. I, I see things differently like that as a, more of a blessing than a curse. Yeah, definitely a blessing. No, I, and I, 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 said, I told my wife, I said, they, I said, they don't know. I did. We didn't. And, because I said Andrew would have emailed me and told me. Oh know, man, you? we'd have been all over that. And I said he goes. So I said I need to go to Texas and do this in person. Come oh. on, man! I thought she's cut. We might set that up now. Round two here. Yeah, or come down here. Are you, so yeah, well, we got plenty of tries down here. I'll run one with you. Let's pick one out. I don't run. This I'm the boy. anchor man too, but I'll actually get out there and go with you if you come on. Hold on, I'm gonna go re re back to where you. Probably said. shouldn't have said that out loud. Oh, I'm on the run. Get myself and stuff. My running days are over. Oh, good. Well, I'll ride with you, Dan. <laughs> I'll ride. I'll ride. Although, although, so I switched. So I always have to have something going on in my life physically and, and a goal Keep, keeps my head clear. Um, so after the Ironman, after everything, of all things, oh my God, I can't run anymore because it, 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 it puts, I can run three miles and I'm in bed for three days because the way my gait, my, my upper body just ticks to the left. And um, so I started bike racing of all things. And someone, I show up at a bike race in New York City in Central Park, and some guy goes, "Hey, aren't you the guy?" So I have this big shock bite of a of a wound on my on my quad, and um, he's like, "Aren't you the guy hit by the bus?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the guy hit by the bus." He's like, "What are you doing here?" So I'm trying to bike race. So he goes, "Why aren't you biking with the adaptive athletes?" And if I got pissed, mm. 
Like, I'm not an adaptive athlete. And then the gun went off and boom, 40 guys were gone. And I'm going, <laughs> maybe I'm an adaptive athlete. So that's funny. That's what I thought you were. That's why I'm here. That is how that came <laughs> right. up. I, uh, yeah, that is how, that's another, that's, I think that was the trigger to how you came up because our buddy Kendall lost his arm in a rollover and he's in, he's moving into the tri space. Where okay. And we were talking about getting him a bike and that is how your name came up. I built a, a bike for a guy who had both arms missing. How about that? He rode across country. That's awesome. Then, you can't got, tell me, man. That, that one's bro. The way everything turned out for you, I, I can make. We can talk about it. And if he needs help, I can make connections with the right people to build the right bike for this guy. But I, I had a. I was down in Florida training, so I was. I took my adaptive athlete thing. I said, hey, I'm, I, I called up the U.S. Paralympic cycling team. I said, here's my injuries. Here's my my permanent. He's like, yeah, you're a C3 cyclist. I'm like, sign me up. Where do, where do I go? So I went to the I went to Georgia for the national championships, and I didn't know anything about it. I should have done my research. <laughs> I signed up for the long course, like thirty six mile race, in Augusta, Georgia, and uh, there was a time trial the next day. But I'm like, all right, do I bring my triathlon bike and time trial, or do I bring my road bike and get out there with them? I brought my road bike. So they started all the C one, C two, C three, C four, C five, all men and women together. So there's like fifty people there. And I had no idea. There's no label on you. It says C3. Like, I, there's my guy. I got to beat him. Right. So, boom, we go. Next thing you know, we're sitting around and they're doing the award ceremony. And they call me up for, for first place. I'm like, holy shit. I won my category. I'm a national champion. And they stopped calling people. So I go over to the side before I go to the stage. And I, I grab the guy. Hey, you just called someone up for the C3 long course championship? Yeah, yeah. There's only one guy in it, Matt Long. I go, <laughs> I, well, that's me. <laughs> I go, okay, I want to just put that together. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Can I just take my medal? I don't, I don't want to go up there. I don't, or at least get one. somebody to come up there and stand on both sides. Of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he goes, uh-uh, you, you get up there. You're a national <laughs> champion. I'm like, all right. I took that. I took the national. Damn right. Hey. <laughs> Set the At stage. that moment, I asked the guys what I had to do to, to qualify for the London Olympics. And I started to train. And then I got hit by a Buick in Florida. Of course you did. Of course. Did, <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? You got hit by a what again? A Buick. I got, I hit, got by a hit by a car Buick. Oh. In St. Petersburg, Florida. Broke my arm. And I started to. Th it wonder. wasn't Patrick driving, was it? Dude, what's, what's with you, man? You're like a <laughs> magnet. What? I, I, I don't get asked to play golf often. Yep. Um, to, so me and my buddy, Noel Flynn, the one who we have, are you scared? He, he came, I said, I said, hey, would you come train with me? Because he was a good cyclist. I, he says, yeah, I'll come train. And uh, he got hit too. He, so he, both of us got hit. He broke some ribs. I broke my arm. Probably don't ride with you anymore then. No, both of us kind of hung that one. <laughs> Bro, do you, you have that tattooed across your back? Are you scared? Or on a shirt? That's your motto, right? It has to be. Dude, that's awesome. Are you scared? Because there's a pretty good chance we're going to get hit by a bus or a freaking Buick, Buick. we're driving down here. <laughs> Same thing. I, and I, and I, that didn't make the book. I didn't, I didn't talk about getting hit by the Buick. Ah. So the funny story is it happens in front of a bar in St. Pete's Beach called Krabby Bills. The bar empties out. And now the fire service has got it. And I thank God I had a, a pair of fire department cycling socks on. And I go to the guy who they put this, they put me in the stokes. They got the collar on me and I'm letting them do their thing. And I go, Hey buddy, I go, I'm a New York city fireman. I said, can you do me a favor? He says, what do you need? I go, just take me. I have no idea where we're going, where we are. I said, just take me to a place. You would take one of the brothers. I said, don't stick me somewhere. Take me to a good hospital. No problem. Took both of us. So he, I hear him. He goes like this. Now the crowd's out. And he, and he sees a couple of guys in the crowd with FDNY T-shirts. So the paramedic says, hey, you fireman? He's like, yeah. He goes, so is this guy. And he's like, really? What's his name? And I can hear him this stumbling drunk. Happy hours. Good, good hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> yeah, those are the best guys to get on you. <laughs> so he, go, he goes, what's your name? I said, Matt Long. And I'm now I'm like this, like, because I can't move my head. I'm looking, my eyes are trying to get all the way over there. Say, oh God, who's? I don't know. What the only guy here with me is the only guy here with me is in, in the other ambulance. And he goes, Matt Long. The guys yell again. 
I, I, I didn't know them. That's <laughs> awesome. That's great, man. That, where'd they take you? They took me to some small little clinic, whatever, who, and they told me my arm wasn't broken. So I spent the rest of my time in Florida, came home, went to see my trauma surgeon. And I said, dude, I said, I, I got some problem with my arm. I got hit by a Buick. He was like, what? I said, can you just look at my arm? It's killing me. And he goes, because it's broken. <laughs> and he took an x-ray. He goes, where'd you go? I said, uh, obviously nowhere good. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as they, they knew you were going to live. That's why they started messing with you. Like, hey, don't take it. Because I, I, uh, I did my hospital rotations at Bayfront and, and, and Tampa General, and then half of our crew went down to St. Pete. So there's great hospitals down there. They just knew you, you were going to make it. You just didn't make it to one. Yeah, they, just, they, they, were, they were like, hey, it's Matt. You know he's going to make it. Just take him wherever. <laughs> Matt, why don't you tell us where people can follow you, what you got going on, maybe kind of plug the book. Well, yeah, the, the book is called The Long Run. It's on Amazon. It's cheap now. It's been out for a while. Um, 43 Long uh, underscore Matt on all the social media accounts. I have a website, mattlongspeaker.com. I travel, do some speaking, you know, um, but this is it. I like doing stuff like this and, and, and shooting the shit. And we didn't even get into fire stories and stuff like that. So we may have to have a part two. Part two. Oh, yeah, oh sure. we'll get you out here, man. Just like you said. Yeah, you we'll come out here and hang out with us. Yeah. So that's where I'm available to help. I, you know, I started, that's why I said I started a foundation called I Will. And it was all about the mindset because once I started thinking that, uh, I, I will get it back. That's when it happened. And I helped this guy, Hector, with no arms, built him a bike. He amazed me. So I would love to connect with uh, you and Rousey or whoever and help with that guy with the, uh, if he needs help with the um Yeah, the absolutely. So what, just to wrap this up, man, I, I always love getting the wisdom from, from, from guys who have been through a lot. Like if you could tell somebody who's going through some stuff right now, like if they've been hit by something, if they're down, and that, that moment when you're like, ah, you know, I don't know. What's what? What what would you tell them? Well, buy your book. We're gonna do that for you, bro. Don't worry about all that. <laughs> I sent you guys a copy. We got yeah. We'll, we'll take care of that end, man. If you're not big readers, get the audio. Um, but I, 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 since you said, it, I had to tell the funny story about the book. I, I, let's tell. I, let me tell one fire story. Hey, come on, come on. So and and I wasn't on duty. Um, I, my wife's going to be mad that I tell the story, but before I met her, I was me. I was in the city running around, you know, the bars, single. I met this girl in one of my bars. We went out, had a good time. And next thing you know, we're in her 35-story uh, condo complex in the city, I think on the 17th floor. We may or may not have lit some candles. And next thing you know, I wake up and go, holy Christ, it's hot in here. And then we don't have a stitch of clothing on. And, and I, I'm, I'm hitting her with my hand going, oh, Christ, turn the air conditioner on. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, I just wake up to the crackling. Her room is fully involved with fire. The wax from the candle. Tearing it up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> 43 truck guys are going, truck. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, I get I wake up, get her out, get her roommates out, and I'm like, you know, get me something to wear. So they give me like a pair of shorts or so. I'm like, I'm like, I'm wearing these shorts that I shouldn't be wearing. And the fire department comes, the local fire department, and this guy's nephew is in Bubs right now, in, in the Buds class right now, and um. He's actually in the 343 class. I think it's graduating or just graduating. Uh, okay. So good numbers. I'm a number guy. So um, anyway, so the, Lieutenant Fowler comes in and he's grabbing my leg. Let's go. I'm going. I'm smacking him. I'm like, you know, laying low, but I'm smacking him in the helmet going, hey, 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 uh, it's good. It's good. The fire's in here. I know where it is. Come, come. I have the door shut. And he, he's looking at me. He's, he's like, Maddie. I go, oh, Lou, 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 it's me. He goes, oh, this is unbelievable. They get the line in, they start putting the fire out, and I'm laying in the hallway, soot, coughing up lung. The girls are all getting oxygen. And he goes, you're um, a lot of seven to battalion. Go ahead. We got an off-duty member up here, made uh, one, two, three rescues like I'm written up. I'm going, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, oh, hold on a second, man. What's the matter? I go, no, no, no. He goes, where'd you come from? I go. <laughs> he goes, another bedroom at least? I go. He goes, cancel that off to you, man. Redirect. It's great. Blame my last. I wrote. I wrote that story in the book, and my mother was giving these books out to all these priests and these. <laughs> yeah. And all right. My sister goes, Mom. Have you read the book? And she goes, No, I didn't read the book. He's my son. I lived it. She goes, Go to page eighty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> just calling up all the bishops. Uh, can you please send the book back? Send the book. Back. <laughs> I don't know why he did this. I don't know why he's like that. <laughs> anyway, that's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, we all get you out here just to hear fire stories. Those are my. Yeah. That's the best part about when we go to the house. Especially that, yeah, fifty-three. We love it where oh, that is man. and just how that no. how that department rolls. Man, thanks so much for spending the, the morning with us, buddy. It was man, it's so what an honor to have you on here. I'm chomping on one more because you did ask me what I tell people, and and I want to end it on a serious note, please. And here's what I tell people: is just two things. You have to let go of the anger. You 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 have to let go of the anger. If you're angry, if I was angry with that bus driver and, the, and for what happened, uh, I never would have been able to clear my head to overcome. And, and then that's the next thing is we don't overcome shit. Adversity is something you have to learn to live with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you guys have been through what you've been through. Is that gone? Did you overcome that? You know, I, I got hit by a bus and every day I have issues going to the bathroom. I have issues walking. I have issues just whether I'm going to get up and do the right thing. And I live with it. When you learn to live with it and accept that adversity, you, you're going to be stronger and more powerful and more impactful than you can ever, ever believe. Wonderfully said. Thank yeah, you, man. Thank Wonderful. you. I'm just what a privilege to have you on here, bro. Thank you so much, bro. Man. We have got to get you out here. Me and my wife would love to come out to Texas. I, I, I we're gonna. That's that's that that's easy. Hit the easy button. The easy button. All right. All right. Hopefully, come out and uh, celebrate you getting elected. All right. Done. We'll have, right, a, we'll have a uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have a watch party and election party. Boom. Right. Victory party. Great. Boom. All right. God bless you guys. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the show. Let us know what you think. You can follow us on social media, teamneverquit.com slash social. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We've got some new gear in the shop, shop.teamneverquit.com. We will see you guys next week.